Hello and welcome to this week's show. I'm Janet Lewis. And I'm Dr. Lewis. And we are here to bring you another exciting show in our series of health. Uh, We are talking about sugar today since it's so prevalent during the holiday season and uh, we don't don't want any of you to become diabetics in the future. So the name of this show today is called Down the Slippery Sugar Slope. Say that three times real fast. It's sort of like skiing, except it's not a good outcome at the end. So Yeah, I've done the skiing. It wasn't a good outcome either. So what are you going to teach us today about sugar and health and uh, all the goodies that we all like to consume? And, and, it, and you know, you're thinking, oh, I don't eat sugar. This show isn't for me. Mm-hmm. It's not about eating sugar. It's, yeah, it's simple carbohydrates yes. and, and insulin resistance. I, I know people that eat, you know, very strict vegan or very strict keto, and they still have insulin resistance. I'm going to throw a lot of information out here today, I think, and, uh, you know, hopefully you can discern some truth for you. Um, you know, diabetes is type 2. When I'm talking about diabetes, I'm talking about type 2. Uh, it's associated with heart disease, strokes, blindness, nerve impairment, uh, especially in the lower extremities. Gallstones, kidney stones, high cholesterol. It, it, has your doctor ever looked at your high cholesterol and says, well, you know, maybe you need to get rid of your insulin resistance or, or control your diabetes? And, you know, taking drugs is one thing. Sometimes that does help. But why don't you change the diet that got you there uh, in the first place? And it also can lead to hypertension or high blood pressure, ovarian dysfunction, reproductive problems, preeclampsia, depression. That's why we get more depressed during the holidays or one of the reasons uh, besides being around your crazy uncle. But uh, the depression can come from the sugar highs, which result in the sugar lows, which results in feeding the yeast and the the, uh, microbiome problem in your GI tract that steals your neurotransmitter so you can't feel happy. Uh, Thyroid dysfunction. Yep, it's not just your thyroid. It can be the stuff you put in. And I think we should have a campaign that's anti-Snickers and Twinkies as much as they had a campaign against big tobacco. And I love both, so I, I, I have limited it quite a bit. It can also uh, contribute to arthritis, asthma, allergies, difficult menopause, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, cancer, da 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 da. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's it, it's kind of hard to change that because sometimes you crave the stuff, but keep in mind that's really the bad bacteria and yeast in your intestines that's craving that once you get a higher level of the good bacteria in your gi tract many of those cravings actually go away because i know sugar's not nearly as important to me as it used to be uh and janet just kind of naturally eats a lot healthier than i do uh but that's why she's prettier too you know i had a lady come in here the other day and she came to uh, buy more probiotics she's probably been seeing us now a little over a year and um hasn't been real good at purchasing her products like many of you are out there that stay very faithful with the program but she came in and she goes you know i'm full of anxiety again she said my uh, head is just uh, tingling she said i feel horrible she said i'm depressed and she said i thought that what y'all said about it all being in my gut was for the birds she said i i just couldn't even imagine that that was in my gut because i figured it was all in my head and she said, I was doing these probiotics from y'all, uh, which, you know, we have the really high, the, the strong ones. And she said, when I was on them, she said, I didn't have anxiety. 
and she said, I didn't crave all the bad stuff like Dr. Lewis is talking about. And she said, you know, I've been out of them for a while and all of it's back again. And she said, you know, I really am beginning to believe there's something to it about it being in your gut and making a connection to your head. So I said, oh, I'm sorry you had to experience that and go back down the slope <laughs> before you came back up the slope. But I'm glad you're back up and don't slide back down. Well, one of, you know, one of the problems is, and, and I just said this to a, a lady in Idaho that's just signed up to be a new patient. But uh, I said, you know, I have to ask people, if you're driving the bus, why are you stuck in the ditch? Sometimes you need to move over and let somebody else drive. Even I'm not smart enough to, you know, be giving advice to myself and another thing i'd like to address is and i hear this quite a bit so my doctor said supplements don't work my doctor says they're not fda approved my doctor says da 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 i go well, number one the fda looks at everything and we carry the best of the best of the best supplements and um they've been approved and they say well supplements have not been shown through research to have any effect in any disease whatsoever if your doctor says that, they're probably really and truly too busy to read their own research, but I think they're full of, well, they need a high colonic because they're full of it. Uh, for example, in the case of diabetes and many other things, essential fatty acids reduce autonomic or subconscious control of your nerve problems. Uh, this is from Journal of Cardiology Review and Journal of Science. Okay. Transhydrogenated or processed fatty acids increase your insulin resistance. So your diet does matter, and that's from Journal of Diabetes. <clears throat> and speaking of supplements, antioxidants help the body cope with all of these problems related to diabetes. And that comes from Journal of Diabetes Metabolism and Journal of Diabetes Care. Excuse me. The lipoic acid, and we're big fans of alpha lipoic and R lipoic, <clears throat> and N acetylcysteine or NAC um, helps to reduce your liver detoxification, and that helps so much your body. What you don't you don't have a clue how much of this diabetes relates to improper liver function because it has to do with glucose metabolism. And, you know, just like a B-complex, nobody gets enough B-complex because it's not in your food because, you know, you might be eating broccoli, and that's a good thing, but it's shipped from California to Texas. Or you might get oranges that are shipped from Florida to California, and it, it loses a lot in the process there. So I'm just going to say all kinds of things. If I can clear my throat here, y'all pardon me. He swallowed a frog. <clears throat> yeah, well, <laughs> Janet put that on the Facebook, me dancing like a frog. Um, so again, you know, we need to have um, we need to have all sorts of things that we're anti sugar, we're anti simple carbohydrates. Um, yeah, I'm just going to get into the, the supplements that have been proven to help. Copper can do it. Journal of a, uh, American Journal of a Clinical Nutrition. But I'm a big fan of the NAC or an N-acetylcysteine plus vitamin C plus vitamin E. Increases the beta cells uh, in the pancreas. Well, how uh, do people even realize that or know if they have diabetes? I mean, don't you think we should maybe give them some signs so that 
they will have an idea of whether or not it's uh, something that they may be experiencing. Yeah, when you're thirsty all the time, that's one of them because your body's trying to kind of put a lot of water where there's too much glucose. Uh, when your triglycerides are sky high, your cholesterol's out of sync. And we've, we've told you before that can be a thyroid issue, but it can also be too much blood sugar. And we run insulin on our inexpensive lab tests. And Janet, you can tell us a few of the you know, signs and symptoms also. Increased or frequent urination. Whoops. People thought it was their prostate, could be diabetes. Whoops. Uh, <laughs> excessive intake of water or food. So you can drink too much water, huh? Oh, yeah. You know, you'll flush out your good minerals. See, people think that they're drinking a whole bunch of water and that's healthy and they may be actually becoming diabetic and don't know it. Yeah, most people really don't drink enough, but there are some people, I just talked to a lady, says she drinks a gallon a day and I said, yeah, you want my two cents, you might be drinking too much. Weight loss despite increased appetite. So you're still eating more and you're losing weight. Yeah, it's usually when you get really bad. Mm, okay. um, Nausea and or vomiting. I remember before I started doing the uh, natural products, which, you know, everybody for some reason thinks, oh, they don't ever have anything happen to them because they run a, a nutrition place. Well, actually, it's quite the opposite. It's because we've had stuff happen to us the reason we run a nutrition place. Well, that's because Janet looks good. Well, Dr. Lewis is the smart one, and I got to experience it also. I guess I learned better by uh, physically having these problems, but I don't do that anymore because I don't want God to have me learn that way. I can learn other ways, too. She she says I'm the smart one. Well, you know, my opinion to that is she's just sucking up, just like when I get her mother, Pangburn's Millionaires, and she says, you're such a suck up to my mother. So sugar. I'm getting her sugar, but that's what she likes. But you're we're talking about the nausea and her vomiting. Is like if you could not eat for a while and then go uh, if you had too many hours in between having protein and get really nauseated. And I remember doing that before I would have lunch because I thought, what is wrong with me? I just feel so nauseous. Uh, but many times it's because you don't eat in the morning and then you wait too long to eat and then you get really grumpy when you don't eat because you haven't had any protein. So your sugar's taking the big uh, or good fats. It, Right, it's taking the big uh, spikes, and it's not making you very happy or the people around you. That's when you get hangry, you know, a combination of hungry versus angry. <laughs> uh, one of the simple things is too much sugar equals fewer vegetables, and that means less zinc, which equals poor taste, which equals more sugar. So it gets to be that slippery slope that Janet talks about, and that's from Journal of Diabetes Care. It's not like that's me making that up. Did you know at some of these diabetic uh, meetings, they've served Krispy Kreme donuts? Yeah, I've actually had a guy the other day call from a cancer clinic, and he had like stage four cancer. And he was actually, they got him in remission, which is awesome. But he noticed that every time he'd go for a treatment, they were offering him cookies and candy. And he said, isn't that odd that I'm trying to get healthier and this, they're giving me sugar? He says, I think I'm missing something with my health. And I think the people giving health care are missing something with people's health also. Well, the fact that he could think for himself. And that's why we do these podcasts. So you can think for yourself because... Folks, our watchdogs in America have failed us. We're the fattest, sickest nation on the face of the earth. And I did a podcast last night uh, as a guest, and this particular guy has 250,000 listeners. 
And I told him, I said, when Janet and I went to China, you know, I weigh 170 now. I might have weighed 185 when I went to China. And I said, I was the fattest guy in China. And he says, okay, Dr. Lewis, now that you were kind of one of the larger people, I said, I must have offended you by saying fat. You know, there's no shame in being that way. It's the way we've been taught and trained to eat, and you know, all these starchy foods, all these sugary foods. And people say, I don't eat sugar. Well, you're eating potatoes and uh, wheat bread. And did you know a slice of bread has a higher glycemic index than sugar itself? And I'm a big fan of Bluebell ice cream. I just don't eat it every day. That's a good Texas uh, ice cream. You haven't lived unless you've eaten some Bluebell, but that's not something you should do every day. Well, and that's what I thought when before I knew that I had diabetic-type symptoms. You know, my grandfather lost both of his legs to diabetes. That's a heck of a way to lose weight. Yes, it was. And that was one thing I thought, I, I never want that. You know, poor man. And I thought, well, I don't eat sugar, but I ate chips because in texas we have the best mexican food restaurants around mm-hmm. and they have great corn <laughs> chips and i was having those quite often bread like dr lewis talked about always had the rolls when they brought out lunch with things and i and i just couldn't imagine how i was almost diabetic by eating that stuff and she didn't eat the roll the other day when we had lunch i did even though i'm not a big fan of grain or wheat Uh, You know, one of the things, uh, milk increases your insulin resistance. Yep, milk does not do a body good. It's not good the way it is. And an acidic diet, high sugar, too much meat, and sodas cause calcium to go from the bones to the pancreas, and that is the precursor to osteoporosis. But it jams up the pancreas, which lets it produce less insulin. And magnesium deficiency. How many times have you heard us say, everybody's magnesium deficient because our government, as brilliant as they are, says at best we only get 40% of the magnesium that we need every day. Uh, And, yeah, that was kind of a slam to the government being intelligent, but I shouldn't do that. Uh, So lack of magnesium can contribute to diabetes, and that comes from American Journal of Hypertension, which high blood pressure, one of the top three reasons you get high blood pressure is because lack of magnesium. Uh, the trans fatty acids, which is anything that's on the shelf that won't rot real quick, uh, produces insulin resistance. And I hate to say this, but coffee actually increases insulin resistance as I'm drinking a good cup of coffee. Janet makes some really incredible coffee. Um, no, that's terrible. Um, but th- sometimes when people get toward the diabetes they can actually uh it makes colitis work more so or more inflammation of the colon or it gets worse uh if you have periodontal disease you know swollen red bleeding gums that can lead to diabetes that's also linked to increased chances of heart disease um there's just so much you can do and it it messes with your brain uh it increases your chance of Alzheimer's and Parkinson's, and it increases all these neurodegenerative diseases. And we're seeing people that are getting younger and younger that's having dementia. Uh, I've got a couple of people that were sent to me with Parkinson's, and they're asking me, can I help? I said, mm, boy, that's tough. The best thing to do, folks, is really 
work on your health because if you're not actively working on your health, you're just asking for disease to come up and slap you in the butt. I'm sorry, did I say that? And when you speak of actively working on your health, and for those of you that are not familiar with what we do, uh, we basically run very low-cost lab, and we can run it anywhere that you live, basically across the United States, so that it takes the guesswork out of what's going on with your health. As you hear us talk about blood sugar problems, you know, probably most of you have had a glucose test at your doctor's office, and they'll tell you, oh, it's a little bit elevated, but don't you worry about it. Well, on our lab, we also run something called an A1C. And for people that are diabetics out there, they all know what an A1C is because that's something they always get tested. I got my diabetes under control. It's a 12. Yeah. Yeah. It better be about a 5.4-ish. Correct. And and even with an A1C, it's a three-month blood sugar estimate of what's gone on for the last three months. So when you... So when you guys run glucose and tell us, oh, yeah, I ate really bad over the holiday, we can say, yeah, what were you doing the other two months? It's something that uh, kind of tells the truth about what you're really eating. And um, it also helps us understand where you are with your health because um, we have many young people now, believe it or not, that are more prone to be diabetics. And they'll tell, tell us they're eating all this junk and we'll run their A1C and their A1C looks great. So we've added in an insulin test on our lab as well because that poor little pancreas is spinning like a hamster on a wheel. <laughs> and we can see it on insulin and it's just going to town and it's like, please give me some relief because if this doesn't stop, I will make that A1C go up because my pancreas is not going to work any harder than it's going to have to for that many years. That's just seeing what's happening before you very off the road and hit the tree head on at 80 miles an hour correct so we try to steer your vehicle back into the lane before it's too late but you know people are not always reasonable or or honest to themselves about what they eat because every day i hear somebody say but i eat good i said well if you eat good you wouldn't be five foot one 327 pounds but I have to say that politely. And, you know, everybody in my family's always struggled with being overweight. You know, one time I was 194 pounds. I said, well, I can't lose weight. Let's see what 200 feels like. And it was hard to lose, uh, to gain from 194. I finally mellowed out at 204. And it's like, well, that's kind of chunky for me. Now I weigh 170. And yeah, maybe I can lose another five pounds, maybe. But uh it's not always as simple as calories in versus what you burn it's really not that simple there's a lot of different things and that's why we do a pretty broad range uh lab work on it and you know another thing is your environment and the toxins you hear me talk about toxins all the time uh <clears throat> you know that's that's even becoming more apparent in india and vietnam where pollution is rampant and janet and i've been to china even in a five-star hotel you could cut the air pollution with a knife inside the hotel room. Of course, they're dying of respiratory diseases. And, you know, one of the things, and I've heard this from certain Vietnam veterans, says, but I was exposed to Agent Orange, so I have diabetes. And if you use that as an excuse, what you're saying is, I don't have faith in my body to be able to take this Agent Orange out and to reverse diabetes. And, you know, while they're always eating donuts and drinking Coke, uh, sodas, um, Agent Orange is a form of dioxin, which is, you know, it's it's all over the place. It's pouring through the smokestacks. It's found in pesticides. Believe it or not, ladies, it's found in your tampons, and it's found in your cosmetics. And that's from the EPA 2001. 
And you know what? I read this the other day. The FDA uses terms like neurotoxic hazardous developmental toxins linked to cancer. And these subjects that they were talking about are found in your fabric softeners and odor eliminators. Why in the heck are they there? And you say, well, is this or that FDA approved? Well, they're approving stuff that's killing you. So you have to start thinking for yourself. And I'm not anti-FDA. They do a lot of good things, too. But don't think that they're responsible for your safety, because if you do, you're going down that slippery slope and into diseases that possibly could have been prevented. Very interesting. Yeah, well, I'm getting on my soapbox. Um but the sugar problems uh, do worsen neurodegenerative diseases. And I've done my 23andMe uh, test. And they say, well, I have dementia in my future. It's like, yeah, duh. I said, look at my 95-year-old mama. She passed away at 95. But between my brother and me and then Janet came along, we gave my mother so many nutrients and she was willing to take them. You could see dementia coming in her 60s, but it didn't really begin to get obvious until she was 88, and it didn't really get super bad until she hit about 92. So these supplements, these nutrients, can actually alter genetic expression and put off uh, your predisposition to some of these diseases. I can tell a huge difference in my cognition when I take the supplements Janet gives me versus when I don't. So when Janet hands me something, I just say thank you, and I swallow it. Uh, Polycystic ovarian syndrome, that's uh, or or any kind of menstrual irregularities, uh, needs to have their blood sugar and insulin and A1C tested. Uh, it's, It's really important, folks, to find it and fix it before it gets bad. And part of that is diet changes and I don't think you can ever be complete with just diet changes because of the toxins and because of the low-quality nutrients that are in the food, even organic farms. Um, I treat people that own some of the largest organic farms in America, and they they say, wow, I feel so much better even though we eat totally organic. Um, So, you know, think about the lipoic acid, uh, N-acetylcysteine, Janet and I have this new product called Bergamo or Bergamot, depending on how you want to pronounce it. We've seen some incredible, oh my God, changes in A1C, triglycerides and cholesterol by doing that. Uh, We have something called Diaxanol, which is kick butt for people that have blood sugar problems. That's been diagnosed with a high A1C also, because that will help lower it naturally and and we're not telling you not to do your blood sugar medicine. We're just saying that if you do diaxanol, the doctor will probably have to lessen your blood sugar medicine. Yeah. Or for those out there that are already having a high A1C, but you're not on medication, it can actually lower it. But that being said, that doesn't mean go eat whatever you want and take this. Because unfortunately, many diabetics that are on insulin... And I see it all the time. We're in a restaurant and they're like, oh, yeah, I've had my insulin. And they're ordering all kind of garbage because they think that means, oh, eat what you want because I'm taking this insulin. It doesn't work like that. Yeah, it's it's not a <clears throat> it's not an invitation to be more sinful. And, you know, our bodies really don't belong to us. And I get a lot of flack for talking 
you know, throwing in a little bit of scripture, but uh, I'm not going to quit. So get over it. Yeah. Uh, our bodies are do not belong to us. They're the temple of the Holy Spirit. And if you're doing something horribly sinful, that's why I don't do Bluebell every day. <laughs> you know, you have to be somewhat uh, realistic and you have to be responsible. You know, that's that's the key deal. The government, you know, subsidizes our crops like corn, wheat and soy. That's one of the biggest problems. Uh, check your waist circumference. Um, I just did, you know, I wasn't going to get into this. We we have another way of cheap uh, weight loss. And I, I got out of 35s and now I'm in 33 Levi's. It's on our website. It says cheap weight loss options. Yeah. Greenwisdomhealth.com. I wasn't going to go there, but I've got a friend that I love him dearly, loved him for about 30 years, kind of adopted him sort of when he was a kid. And he says, Doc. I got on that stuff, and I had to lower my glucophage or metformin, whatever his own. I said, well, you go to your doctor and do that. But his blood sugar was lowering because this stuff lowers your resistance to insulin itself, which is really, really good. So it's not always your genes, although that does contribute. Uh, and I'm not talking about J-E-A-N-S, genes, like my new 33s instead of 35s. Uh, but our genes do drive 15 percent of obesity and insulin resistance the other 85 percent you can take responsibility for and you know if you email me i'll tell you what good books to read whether you want the technical books or not i kind of like the more technical stuff but um, heavy metals block zinc remember when i talked about zinc and that messes with your uh, taste buds because you're eating too much sugar and fewer vegetables. So zinc, 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 and zinc is good, uh, but your heavy metals uh, block that, and we all are full of heavy metals. Uh, so, you know, think about your genotype. Uh, some people have that so that when you put the calories in, your body tries to put it into fat because it doesn't know when the next uh famine's coming uh think about your cholesterol if you have cholesterol problems is it your thyroid is it your tendency toward diabetes is it your insulin mm, probably all of it so you should eat a higher protein higher fat diet not a high carbohydrate diet and i'm all for eating massive amounts of good vegetables um, but not the starchy vegetables and proteins. Some people eat too much. I like high fat, and people say, no, fat will make you fat. And I said, do you think 53% fat in your diet's a bad thing? And 9 out of 10 people say, oh, my God, I would never eat 53% fat. And I said, that is a healthy breast milk is 53% fat, and nothing's better for babies than breast milk. So why is 53% fat a problem. It just has to be the good stuff, not the trans fats and hydrogenated or partially hydrogenated. You need to stay away from those, that's for sure. But think about liver detoxification. That's very, very important. Uh, if it's white foods, you pretty much need to stay away from it, except broccoli and onions and garlic. But you know, I'm talking about white bread, rice, and potatoes for the most part. And for the young people out there that aren't diabetics, but they're having some of these symptoms that you said, you know, they're, they still have good pancreases and they're still mm -hmm. eating really bad. <laughs> uh, or they're trying to eat really good, but they notice that they have these, uh, these mood swings and things. There's something called uh, reacted chromium that we tell yeah. a lot of the younger people about because it's an inexpensive product 
that helps stabilize blood sugar. So if you hadn't gotten to the point where someone's diagnosed you with a problem, then um, you might try reacted chromium. And speaking of the A1C, you know, so many people think that if they are a 6.0, they're fine. No, you're not fine. The, uh, they used to call that diabetic years right. ago, but they've changed the ranges. That's amazing. As America gets sicker and fatter as a nation, these ranges keep changing, and we've watched it go up. Uh, because if they, if the lab values go up, which are owned by insurance companies, they go up and now they're in a normal range, then, well, now they don't have to pay for a whole bunch of people that are diabetics. So if you're at a 6.0, that is not good. 5.4 is optimal. Yeah-ish. You know, a little bit on either side. Yeah. you 5.6, okay. Mm-hmm. Anything over that, you, even some people at a 5.6 have issues. Right. So, um, Just a little bit. And if you don't know what it is, like I said, I, I put the show notes on our site, and I have linked the uh, most... Uh, comprehensive lab that dr lewis likes to see for such things and it has glucose on it it has your cholesterol it has the a1c it has an insulin panel and it will um, allow him to see what's going on with your health we do have the lab panels available on our site to purchase just make sure you purchase ones that start with GWH, or they are Dr. Lewis's featured panels because they all include his complimentary consultation, a functional medicine report, a supplement schedule of what he would suggest for you to take, and you can do as much or as little as you want, and it gives you up to 30 minutes to talk to Dr. Lewis for free about what's going on with your lab values. Um, some of those featured lab panels, you have to click the link that says more featured tests because I think we have about eight or so on there. Um, but make sure you get the one that has the all-inclusive package. So, you know, we hope you've learned a lot, and that's why we kind of insist that the patients tell us the truth. Uh, but we're not going to put them in a corner with a dunce cap. We don't judge you, but we need the truth in order to help you. So, you know, please just kind of understand it that way. And we always see it on the lab anyway, so you might as well tell us the truth. (laughs) (laughs) And we would always ask that God always gives you joy in your eyes, love in your heart, and laughter on your lips. Find something to laugh about. Thanks, y'all. Until next time, we'll be right back next time for another exciting show.